Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient 18s in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another week. Believe in the Ivy League, episode number nine. Here we are, and we are deep into Ivy League play you know, a couple of teams we've been paying attention to, a couple of teams that are separating themselves now from the pack. We're going to get into that and get into uh, this week's games as it continues on in Ivy League basketball. I, I got to tell you that, you know, the shortened schedule and the no back-to-back Friday and Saturday nights really bothering me. I didn't think it was going to bother me this much. It really is bothering me. It, it's I loved, absolutely loved the Ivy League Friday nights, man. Ivy League Friday nights... And then Ivy League Saturday, and you were able to determine, you know, a lot about the teams going back to back, and there was a whole uh, issue there. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's bothering me. It really is. But with that being said, look, we've been concentrating on a couple of teams. I know you guys uh, have written me a couple of emails, and uh, please keep them keep them coming. It's TomBartonSports at gmail.com. You go to Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, um, and uh, we got to get this listenership up, right? So keep listening. Check it out. Tell your friends. Keep retweeting. Make sure you tell everybody uh, what we're doing over here. All right. Let's get right into it, okay? And we're going to go back to Saturday, last Saturday, and and we had a couple of big games. You know, that wound up, I I don't know, I guess they were the separation marks, right? They really wound up kind of falling in line with uh, basically what we assumed here. Brown against Columbia. The conversation was, can Brown start to get things back in into flow here. Brown has looked good at times this year. Brown is one of those teams that I started to say, you know what, look, they, they, they started to open up my eyes a little bit, but then they go out there and, you know, they lost three straight. And you lost, they barely lost to Princeton on the road. They lost by two. Barely lost to Yale at home. They lost by one. But their losses... Right? I mean, Brown was one and four in the Ivy. I called this an absolute must win game for Brown. Well, they go out there, not only do they win, but they absolutely hammered Columbia. Columbia, who has been putting together some pretty good first halves here recently. Uh, Columbia, a team that has really been uh, putting up some big time numbers in the first half. Uh, they, they just got stomped 93 uh, 74. You look at Brown again. Putting up 93 points is impressive. 52 in the first. And they were up 52-31 after the first. I mean, they, they came out focused. And this is exactly what you wanted to see out of a Brown team that's trying to get over 500, trying to find their way back into this Ivy League mix. This is what you wanted to see out of this Brown team. And it's exactly what we thought was going to happen. And it is exactly what happened. So you got to tip your hat to Brown. They get back 
into my good graces here where I'm saying, okay, maybe we could start taking them serious again. Columbia, unfortunately, look, I, it's not the constant every week, let's just bash on Columbia, but it's kind of seeming like that. Columbia is just Columbia. They're the worst team in this conference. They are getting hammered on a nightly basis. I, I was trying to find some optimism last week with their offense, but Brown goes out there, handles their business. Also on Saturday, Princeton at Dartmouth. Dartmouth is another team. Dartmouth was a team that I said, you know, I, I think they're kind of falling out of this thing. Dartmouth was a team that had some good games over the course of the season. Dartmouth, you know, Rye looked pretty good, 17-9-2. Dartmouth had some good things working, but they're just not the team that Princeton is. Princeton, the cardiac kids, win this one 84-80 on the road. Uh, Ethan Wright, 17 points, 13 boards in a massively huge effort. But, you know, you look at this Princeton team, they are just absolutely rolling here. Look, Princeton's gone out there. They are now 15-3, first place in the Ivies. I talked about it last week. You know, are the Princeton Tigers a team that we have to start to talk about getting into the top 25 in the giant idea of, you know what, are they inside the top 25? Or should we start making a push for them? The problem is these close wins, while they are wins, they, they are wins that we're worried about. I mean, they just are. A four-point win against a four-win Dartmouth team, while it's a win and it was on the road, uh, it's still only a four-point win. A two-point win last week against Brown. It's at home, only a two-point win. A two-point win against Cornell. It was at home, only a two-point win. You know, they're starting to turn into the team that their record is massively impressive, but every single time that we see them on the floor, you're going... Yeah, they could get they could get knocked off at any given time. Now, I've talked highly about Princeton. I believe that Princeton has the offense to take them pretty far. Princeton might put together a resume uh, that if they don't win the Ivies, maybe they sneak in. I mean, that, that's reality here, guys. You know, that is the reality that we're looking at with Princeton. I kind of went over it last week. They are. But they're also in a position where I could see them losing to any team any given night because they're in those close battles every single night. And eventually, those battles are going to turn the wrong way. Uh, Harvard took on Cornell. This was a separation game. Now, Kirkwood had a good game for Harvard. You know, Jones had a good game. Both put up 18 points for Cornell. But Cornell needed this game to kind of get back on track, and Harvard needed this game to be the separation. Harvard came out and just got absolutely blasted in the second half. Harvard was up 37-32 at the half. They lost 44-24 to in the second half. First of all, giving up 44 is just not Harvard-like, but only scoring 24 points in the second half against this sieve of a defense for Cornell. So Harvard loses this game by 15 points. Now, look, if you believe in Cornell like we did a couple of weeks ago, this is not a bad loss from Harvard. Harvard came in trying to kind of set their way. They won a couple of games in a row. This wouldn't be a bad loss. But this new incarnation of this Cornell team that had been playing, not scoring 90 and not been playing their best, this is a rough loss for Harvard. It is. Harvard wants to separate themselves and say, we are among the elites of this conference. We are one of those top four teams. We're a team that maybe could knock off Princeton, who's playing close games every night. Maybe we can be that team. And Cornell wanted to get themselves back into the conversation. Well, now at 2-2 two and two in the Ivies is Harvard, 2-3 and three in the Ivies is Cornell. Cornell got themselves back into this conversation. I still believe that the lack of their offense, uh, offensive firepower being 90 and their defense catching up is going to be a problem. You know, if you're scoring 90 a night and your defense is giving up, you know, 70-75, not a big deal. This second-half defensive effort gives me a little bit of hope that maybe Cornell can possibly do things long-term. As far as Harvard goes... 
I'm hoping that you just chalk it up to a bad second half because they looked good in the first half. They had things into, under control, but you put up 24 points against this terrible defense. I, I'm worried. Finally, on Saturday, Penn beat Yale. Now, Penn was at home. This was the statement game of the week. Penn was in a spot where, look, this, is, this team was having a miserable year. They were 6-12. and 6-12 and 12 on the year. All of a sudden, you know what? Now they're 4-2 and two in the Ivies, and they look really good. Yale, meanwhile, Yale's in a position where they're trying to scratch and claw. We want to believe in Yale. You want to constantly keep believing in this team, and they just keep going out there. They win, you know, two in a row. They beat Cornell. They beat Brown. I go, okay, maybe I'm buying in, and then you lose to Penn. And you lose to Penn. I get it was on the road, but you lose to Penn in a spot where you were kind of out of it in the first half. I mean, they were down by 12 at the half. Penn, meanwhile, the team that everybody believed was going to be one of the top four teams, got off to a miserable start, and now they've turned the corner. Look, after a couple of postponements, a couple of cancellations, they beat Brown, they beat Cornell, then they lose to Columbia at home, totally throwing my game off of what I believe that this team is. Then they beat Dartmouth, hang with Princeton, but you lose, and now they beat Yale. I'm still not sure what this Penn team is. You know, even after all of this, I'm looking at this Penn team and I'm going, I still don't know what this Penn team is. I really don't. Penn is a team right now that I'm looking at and I'm going, okay, at home, I'd like to count on them, but at home, they just looked bad against Columbia. You know, I mean, that's just reality. I, they didn't look very good against Columbia. And if that game would have went the other way, you know, that's that's the thing. If that game would have went the other way, guys, I think I'd be all over Penn, but it's hard for me to jump on this Penn Quaker team when even after they beat a Yale team, that Columbia loss at home is still kind of fresh in my mind. So I think that this knocks it out, right? I mean, it evens it up. Penn is right back in this thing. They're 4-2 and two in the Ivies. They're right behind Princeton, who's 5-0. and oh. uh, Yale is 2-1. and one. Harvard's 2-2. Two and two. So they have a leg up here. They have an opportunity to do some big things here. I just don't know how much I buy into them. Let's go to Tuesday. Yale bounces back. They beat up that Columbia team, the only other Ivy League game uh, on uh, the week. So they go back. They go back home. They put up 83 on Columbia. Everyone's scoring on Columbia right now. Their defense is just terrible. Yale goes to 3-1 and one in the Ivy. And right now, it looks like it's Princeton. It's Yale. It can be Penn. And maybe it's Harvard, but although they're coming off that loss to Cornell, you almost have to give the nod to Cornell. So here we are going into this week. By the way, um, Azir Swain went absolutely nuts for Yale on Tuesday night. We got to give him a tip of the hat. 37.3 rebounds, two assists. He went absolutely crazy. And he's a guy that, you know what, when he goes, when he gets hot, I don't care that it's Columbia. When he gets hot, you just can't stop him. You just can't stop him. So... Let's look at this week. Now, we do have a Friday, Saturday. We had a game on Friday, so we got some Friday, Saturday action. Uh, but that's all we're going to have is Friday, Saturday action until next Friday. So, again, the Ivy League schedule has a lot of downtime here. We got to be able to keep up and kind of adjust. So, here's a huge game on Friday night. A huge game for both of these teams. As big of a game this year as you're going to see uh, when we're trying to jockey for position. Harvard is in Cambridge hosting the Quakers. A Penn team that I just talked about, a Penn team that's 4-2 and two in the Ivy, a Penn team that I I'm trying to buy into, but that Columbia loss is still there, but they did just beat Yale, did put up a lot of points, 
And Harvard is that that other team also, right? I want to start believing in Harvard. They start to suck you in with wins at Columbia and Dartmouth, and you go, okay, well, there it's Columbia and Dartmouth. Nobody's better, but and they lose. They go out there and they lose their last game to Brown. Uh, and then Columbia doesn't look good. Um, I think Harvard should be the favorite in this game. I think we should expect Harvard to play well. If Harvard loses this game, I think that there's a legitimate concern that Harvard will be jumped and Cornell's going to get that final spot. The conversation with Harvard all year long has been massively talented, very, very young, and we're not exactly sure when this will all gel. That's been the conversation with Harvard all year long. Well, if they go out there and they lose this game at home to a very beatable Penn team, even though they're 4-2 in the Ivies, they're still 7-12 and 12 overall, to a Penn team that's having a down year, if they lose this game and allow Penn to kind of take a stranglehold on one of those top four teams, you know, I got to be very worried if I'm Harvard. I think that this game is a massive, massive game. As far as Penn goes, look, you know you could win at home, and I'd like to get some consistency going. This will really, really open people's eyes. If Penn can win this game in Cambridge, win this game on the road against Harvard, I think it really is going to open up people's minds um, on who should that team be looked at as being. I think if they win this game against Harvard, who cares what their record is overall? They are now 5-2 and two in the Ivies. They are squarely in that conversation. Not for number one, because I think Princeton has that pretty locked up. The number two team in the Ivy Leagues is wide open. That certainly can be them. Uh, then let's go to Saturday. Dartmouth-Columbia. Um, look, I, I guess you could say, you know, Columbia's uh, at home. You hope that they play well. Their offense will come, but will they put up any kind of defensive effort? I still think that Dartmouth is a feisty team. I still think that Dartmouth is a little bit underrated. Um, this game won't have much impact. Look, the loser of this game goes to 1-5, and five, and the Ivies can basically write off their season. I mean, that's just reality. The winner of this game, they only go to 2-4 to four in the Ivies. Um, it's not all of a sudden they're back in this thing, but there's a glimmer of hope, I guess, uh, this is more about who loses the game than who wins. Who wins the game, not going to be a big overall achievement. Whoever loses the game, your season's generally over. I mean, that's just the way that you break this down. Uh, Brown, Cornell, this is a, a, another one where two and three in the Ivy against two and four in the Ivy. The winner of this game is starting to go, okay, maybe I can scratch and claw back into this thing, especially if Harvard loses, by the way. Maybe I could scratch and claw back into this thing. Maybe I can be that fourth team. Because right now, I think Cornell, Brown, and Harvard, uh, are and Penn, the four of them are trying to fight it out. Although I do think that, you know, Princeton, Yale, and Penn are kind of have that leg up. So Cornell, Brown, and Harvard are kind of battling it out for that last spot. If Harvard wins, well, they have a little bit of an advantage. If Harvard loses, they go to two and three in the Ivy. Well, now Cornell can jump them. Who does have, look, they already have the head-to-head win. Uh, Brown at three and four is right there. So this is a good game. And you're looking at Brown being at home. Brown's been playing well. I think people are going to expect Cornell to win this game for what they've done this year. But Brown's been playing really well. Like I said, a couple of two-point losses, one-point loss to the top echelon teams in this conference. This is one of those spots where Brown has to win. you got to defend your home court. As far as Cornell goes, hey, look, you know, you got 10 wins on the season. You were having a good year until you hit the skids. And they hit the skids, um, you know, loss at Penn, loss at Princeton, loss at Yale. They are not traveling well. I mean, you know, loss at Syracuse. Okay, you can make up for that one. Loss at Virginia Tech. Okay, no problem there. You know, they are losing on the road, though. Haven't won on the road in a couple of months here. So I think Cornell has to prove that they can go on the road and get a win. 
And then the big game of the week is Yale Princeton. Princeton again, been playing close games. Princeton again, still getting those wins though. Princeton's getting wins even though they are close games. This is a spot here though, guys, where they can be taken out. Yale's playing some pretty good basketball. Yale has the offense that they can keep up with Princeton. You got to look back and you got to say, you know what? You got to outscore Princeton because you're not stopping that offense. You got to outscore them. Now, Yale just put up 83 against Columbia. Okay, they put 96 up against Cornell. But in the middle of that, 63 against Brown and 68 against Penn. If this is a scoring fest and this is a regular Princeton run up and down, get after it kind of game. You know, Princeton's gone 84, 74, 70. If Princeton and Yale get into a shootout, I think Princeton wins this game. If Yale is able to hit their shots and really expose that outside game, I think they're going to have a shot at this one. And to me, you know, this is a, a pretty good separation game. This is the only time that anybody's going to really be able to put some fear in Princeton. If they win this game, Princeton goes to 6-0 in the Ivies, and I think the number one seed's pretty much locked up. If Yale can take it, though, they go 4-1, they make Princeton 5-1, all of a sudden, a team that I've been vying for for the top 25 overall in the country might not be the best team in this conference. All right, guys, so we got an exciting week ahead of us. Make sure you listen in next week. We're going to start getting uh, down to the nitty-gritty. That Yale-Princeton game is going to tell us a lot. Talk to you later, everybody. Have a very good week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.